Hiya, slop fans. Slop culturists. Sloppy culture people. Thanks for listening to this podcast. This is Jason Davis. This is your friend, Jason Davis, your pal, your buddy, your, 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 your best buddy. This is a very special edition of the Slop Culture Podcast for a number of reasons. Number one, it's been a little while since we've done one of these. You know we're sort of semi-annual at this point. Number two, we have a special guest. Johnny Puddins returns to this podcast. We do some games with Johnny. He uh, chimes in on the, the conversations we have, books, movies, all kinds of culture stuff thrown into this program. There's even a little parenting involved. In this show, if you got kids, listen closely. You'll learn some good things to use with your children. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting conversation. Number three, in this show, Jared Dubois and I have a brief conversation, but an important one, about what it would take to bring back the best soccer show. If you follow me on Twitter at DavisJSN, you may have seen me mention that I now have a number. I now have an idea of what it would take to bring back the best soccer show. If you were a fan of that show back in the day, if you enjoyed what Jared and I did in the world of soccer, follow me on Twitter. Let me know you want to bring it back. Just just in some way, register your interest in a Patreon version of the best soccer show because it might happen. It might be possible. All right, I've talked entirely too much. Here you go. Here's the newest edition of the Slop Culture Podcast could I have? My man's a teacher. He has to keep his anonymity. You got to call him by a pseudonym. Well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll call him Puddins. That's probably where I'll jump in, as you say so, on the ra- uh, you know on the show that he, we have to use a pseudonym for him. That's probably where I'll I'll bring us in here. That's so, <laughs> well, long term listeners to this show will know who Johnny Puddins is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He this is a return engagement for for hey, Johnny. Johnny is this your third time? No. Yeah, I believe it is my third. Is time, it third? Yes. Wow. Okay. But, by the way, is my screen still being shared? I'm not trying to do that. Yeah, I can totally see it, and it's like uh, it's like making me hypnotic. No, it's just it's just Audacity recording us. But I didn't. I don't know how to stop it now because I. St- do you look at that every time you record? Uh, well, I have a I have a laptop that I usually look for like information. If I'm looking something up, I look up I look it up up on the laptop to let this system just record the audio and try to make it as clean as possible. This is really inside baseball. Why are we doing this? What's happening? I don't know. It just—it's okay. weird. You asked the question. So, okay. for people that don't know, recent listeners, Johnny Puddins is my boy. Uh, Johnny and I have known each other for a lot of years. Been on the show a couple of times. He is a pop culture wizard, and he and I together are Johnny. Is it now three or four time repeat champions at our local pub quiz night? We, I think we had maybe three or four in a row. Yeah, we and we did not do very well. I think it's just the 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 quality of <laughs> Johnny. So you don't Wait, have to on, be that on. real. Hold on, let just me bring this saying. in. Let me bring this in because you guys are like Zlatan Ibrahimovic in MLS. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I, I, it within our yes, we are Ferrari among Fiat. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, that's that's, perfect. that's pretty much what it is. But I but I've been, I I I'm, I'm gonna reveal something here to you, uh, Jared, that I actually have been doing. 
uh, pub quiz here in Pasadena a little bit at the uh, local Lucky Baldwin's. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. The, I'm just letting you? you know. I'm not trying to say I was cheating on you, but I know it's hard for you to get out here. Oh, we're gonna have um, a lover spat on the show. You know, you know, you know what makes I'm it even. You know what makes it harder for me to get out there when I'm not invited. That's tough. Yes, and uh, so I'm just they that the quality of that uh, competition is fierce. So we have not we cracked. So you're the top. saying you're not inviting me because it's too hard for me. <laughs> that's was, that's exactly it. That's right. Wow. Wait. Wow. I, you know, I, you're a guest on this Hold show. On, you wait, realize that, wait, right? I'm gonna stick with this. I'm gonna stick with this. Jared, you're the MLS player who doesn't play the right ball to Zlatan, and he gets mad. And I'm shaking. I'm Antuna. You are a, you're a Oriel Antuna. That's who, the, that's who you are. <laughs> I, I'm shanking crosses out of bounds over here. I, I mean, I, you're I might have Skelvik. a trophy at the end, but I'm realizing it's not because of me. Jorgen Skelvik. <laughs> that's who you are now. You're Jorgen oh, Skelvik. Lord. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so are we doing but, a catch-up? Or we? I mean, normally you, you and I, Jerry, would do a catch-up. I'm obviously glad, glad that Puddins is here. I don't. I know you guys got plans for this. I just didn't know if we were doing our usual... Well, Johnny, Johnny's prepared a game for us at some point, but we can just kind of get into it a little bit here and just talk about the last couple of weeks. Obviously, we've been uh, a little bit just enjoying our summers a bit. And uh, I, I can let you know one thing that's interesting that's come into my life recently. Oh, what's that? So... I, for some reason, okay, I've been, I had to go to Vegas for like two weeks, like uh, not consistent, but uh, like a week here and a couple weeks ago. And so I've just been in hotel rooms and like, uh, just trying to occupy myself watching YouTube and stuff like that. And I went down a rabbit hole that I'm just now cannot get out of. And I watched the entire professional disc golf association world masters tournament on YouTube. And I have since watched an entire another tournament. Uh, uh, another tournament. It, it, it's fascinating to me. I played a ton in college. If we like, were this doing, was the, if, if we were doing video right now, you'd see me shaking my head. I, I, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> you're, you're watching disc golf, like you're watching people. I understand playing disc golf, and I have played. It's been a very long time. I understand it might be fun. But watching people play disc golf, really? I don't know why it's captured me. There's a, there's a company that's like it's for through it's like Patreon funded, and it's actually called say it's called Jomez Pro. Like that's the the site I watch on, and it's on YouTube. And they literally have like drone footage. It's all done like the guys that are the players are also like they have two of them that rotate. They, they rotate. It's always like two players are doing the commentating after the fact, and. They got drone cameras, slow mo. I mean, it's really good production value. It's a seriously good production value, and I'm super digging it. And I really am trying to make plans right now. And Johnny, you're invited. No. I want to no. go get. There's a really cool no. course up in Wrightwood, which no. is over near near me. It's up in the. No, no, no. It's Mountain High. It's a really famous ski no. resort up there. And it, during the summers, it's not gonna happen. They have a no. disc golf course there. No, 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 no. Disc golf. Wow. <laughs> Jared, are you currently smoking weed? I, I have to ask. I do have to I ask. am not, but it is a hobby I might have to pick up if I'm going to do this. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> no shit. I mean, growing up in, in San Diego in college, literally, you could go to Morley Field in San Diego, and this is circa 2001, 2002, and for $1, you could play all day. Uh -huh. As much as you wanted to play. Wait, you have and to, there was you legit have to pay? smoke holes. You have to pay for disc golf? Really? You, you played a one day. It was at a public uh, field in San Diego, and okay. you pay one dollar, and you could play all day long if you wanted. You could rent discs there. And wait, stuff wait, like hold that. on. I, I have a question. Okay, I don't yes. know how deep I want to go into disc golf, but my my memories of disc golf and my formative years were spent in Northern Virginia, where we definitely had it in like our our county parks and stuff like that. But it was like in wooded areas. Is that how That's it is? The best. 
Is it in California like that? Is it like there's a dog leg left and you got to play the curl? Yeah, like or that brush kind of thing? better in my in my opinion. So like you want trees and stuff like that. You want if you you can go to a park and there's just a, a, a like a chain like net goal just in the middle of an open area. That's no fun. That's putting practice. Right, right. I want to be like I have to like I have to. By the way, it's not called a dog leg left. Dog leg left is called a hyzer. No, no, there's not a name for it. No, you're no, not telling Heiser. If you if you uh, if you curve the the disc to the left, it's called a Heiser. If you curve it to the right, it's a Anheuser. Just so you know. Oh my God, Puddins, did you know any, about any of this? Are you up on this? I yes, we actually had some friends we used to play poker with, um, and they are, they take this very seriously. They would actually travel to locations to do the disc golf disc golfing. Wow. Um, I never I never actually went with them. Wow. But, John, but my buddy, wow. my buddy actually, uh, my my buddy Wilch actually had a wow. disc golf thing in his backyard that he would just you know yes. sit on his porch and just throw it now, in there. Next level. I, I might be okay. And look, I, I I realize this is very you know very white suburban guy thing to do, but I might be okay. Okay, with like a disc golf setup at like a winery or a or a brewery somewhere. Like if I'm going out and I'm spending the day, and it's you know there's cornhole over there, and there's some some. Uh, you, dude, you bring your own beer. You bring a backpack. You got beer in it. You drink the whole time. I'm just saying, I need some. I I don't think I can get myself to like. Oh, we're going disc golfing today. It has to be like. Oh, we're gonna go down to the brewery or to the winery, and they happen to have a disc golf course. And oh yeah, See, they this have is the- you thinking that you have to have something cool to balance off what you think is uncool. And I don't like that. I have a reputation See, I, to, I would to maintain say that something like this, where you've got like you know a lot of these resorts that are attached to golf courses. If you could somehow set this up where there's a spa where my wife could go to, and there's oh. a winery where I could drink wine. Oh my! Oh, so a wife babysitting course. facility. Hold on, wait. Yes, a sec. Exactly. First of all, you guys are sounding a little sexist. I just want to say, point that out. Like, be careful here. All? You're sounding okay. elitist. No, that's not true. Well, maybe I am sounding elitist, but my so my wife would a hundred percent want to beat my ass in disc golf, even though she's never played <laughs> in her life. A hundred percent. Like I, I don't know when you guys figured things out about your wives. There's always a process, right? And sometimes you don't. It's not like there's a questionnaire that you fill out when you start dating. I didn't realize how competitive my wife was until we we were maybe eight months out from getting married, and my and for like a Christmas, I got my kid. The SNES, like the the little one that hooks up, yeah. you know, the the, yeah. the one that they reissued with all the games already built into it. Yeah, they're awesome. It's the rad. game she likes to play is Street Fighter. That's the game that she wanted to play. And she wanted to <clears> play. <throat> so we sit down. My kid leaves it here. We're sitting down. We're playing Street Fighter. I'm getting elbowed. Like I'm getting, she's throwing bows on me during the game. And I was like, oh my God, what are you, and I killed her for 50, 50, 60 matches before she finally beat me. And it was like hostile in my house. I had no idea. I had no idea. So did you do some like uh, Chun Li role playing later? <laughs> uh, I wish that would be lovely. Give her your uh, high Hadouken. Mm. You know, yeah. The the. <laughs> what I'm realizing though is that as I get older, my tastes are. I was saying are aligning. Uh. They're aligning way too much with ESPN the Ocho. Yeah, right. Because like disc golf. Yeah. Esports. Spike ball. I am all in on okay. all these things. I like Johnny will tell you we play spike ball yeah. a good amount when we have. Like, I don't know what that like is. That. What is that? I have no idea what that is. What? What is spike ball? Oh my god! It's the it, it, here's the thing. It's best played on a beach, which might be why you don't have too much of it or at the where you're sure, at. But sure. um, if you come out here to the beaches out here, you see it all over the place right now. Imagine a uh, about three foot, maybe th- yeah, about about three and a half foot wide. Uh, circle hoop circle that's elevated about four inches off the ground. It's on feet, and okay. it has a net, a really taut net. Um, and you have a uh, you have a yellow ball. Johnny, is it yellow? I'm colorblind. 
Yes. Okay. You have a yellow ball. It's a uh, it's an inflatable ball, and it's probably the size of a grapefruit or just smaller than a grapefruit. And you have two teams of two, and you all stand around it, and you serve off it. So it's basically volleyball. You have three touches on your team to get it back off the net. So instead of playing it over a net, you play it onto the net, and when the when it hits the net, service. I mean, the possession changes to the other team. Okay, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this game. Okay, I awesome. see. So, so there's no sides. It's just whenever the, it's sort of like it, a racquetball. The, when situation. it's played best, you're constantly rotating, rotating around it, and there's no. You're just always. You're trying to get the ball off the net in an uh-huh. aggressive manner where the other team can't return it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I I, I don't know if this is for me, but it sounds interesting. You gotta watch. Some, you, you gotta watch some YouTube highlights of it. That dude. sounds. It is, it is addicting. That sounds more athletic. Which I look. I realize. I need. It is. To, I need to con myself into thinking this is actually like athletic. Like this golf is not going to get me because it's disc golf like you just whatever but I this one it's a baseball baseball is not really a sport you know my feeling on oh this my it's God. perfectly pre- this. Pre- feasible that you won't this. run once an no, entire game of baseball you don't want to but it's me. highly skilled you don't want to offend me <laughs> okay all right <laughs> that, that's fair that's fair it's highly skilled but you're not it's not necessarily i mean look if you play the outfield hey, or whatever. john crook is not an athlete no, I know, and famously he said that said as much. So I I understand what you're saying. Okay, I by the way, I since we're talking about this, they're talking about ESPN the Ocho type stuff, and you know I have vivid memories of being of being a kid and watching the World's Strongest Man and all that. I caught I somehow I guess it's whenever soccer ends, right? Like soccer goes off the air, and I'm writing or something. I have an assignment based on the game I was watching, and and I leave the TV on. And I don't ever turn it off, and I end up watching axe throwing, professional axe throwing. That's badass. Which mm. no no no, dude it. Uh, look, okay. I'm trying not to stand in judgment of the people who are professional axe throwers, but oh, how many? How deep are the beards? There are lots of beards. There is just a lot of that, like uh, overly awkward to 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 the point of like I don't know. It, it was co- uncomfortable watching these people be interviewed. Lots on of television. missed high fives between guys. Yeah, like that, like that. And then, and, and I ended up watching. <laughs> I was at a I was at a brunch. So again sort of a suburban white person thing to do. I'm at a brunch with my wife and some friends and I and we're at sort of a it's like a sports bar ish kind of setup. And I look up and this was like on a Saturday morning, Premier League is over, and I look up and I'm watching professional cornhole. Like actual professional cornhole. And that like on Pornhub? No, no, no. That was legit. Come on, that's not a good joke anymore. Come on. Come on, dude. Come that on. was it was legit. You even took you a second. These people this I, I said it on Twitter. It was like if SNL did a skit about professional cornhole. Like it, 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 there was nothing different that an SNL writer would put into this skit than what I saw. One dude was playing in slides, Jared. He was playing in slides, and he had ear. He had like he was like maybe twenty five. He was wearing slides. He had he had his his uh, you know iTunes or sorry iPhone issue earbuds in, not the wireless ones. They were wired, but he it was. <laughs> It was really hilarious. I I couldn't believe it was a sport. I couldn't believe That's it. Fantastic, dude. So a uh, question. I got a question for Johnny because here's the thing. Johnny is my uh, most literate friend, probably. Okay. Um, being the fact that he's an English teacher, and that's all we'll say to keep his anonymity uh, uh, secured. Um, we're not doing Johnny. Ethan Frome on this show, are we? We're not doing that. <laughs> What's up, Ethan Frome? We're not going to talk about Ethan Frome, are we? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. But Johnny, right. I'm just wondering. First yeah. of all, you don't have to brag. You can okay. say how many books you read this summer if you want, but I'm trying to. <laughs> what were your top two books you read this summer? Oh, jeez. Because you uh-huh. usually have good recommendations for me. You know, it's hard. You know, it, I find myself so often starting books and not finishing them. And I like I my the thing with Kindle is like this is my addiction, and so I am just like buying all these books. Like, oh, that looks interesting. Oh, that looks interesting. And for years, 
I would just get like whatever the sample was and then go from there. And then, you know, I, then I'd, I'd probably not, I probably would either buy the book or not. Um, but I've, I've started so many books. So I think I'm going to talk about Blake Crouch. Blake Crouch wrote the, uh, the Pines series. They made a TV series about it on Fox. It's about this guy oh, that gets called Lonely Pines or something like that, or yeah, it's something like that. It's like he, this guy gets kidnapped and then he. Ends I up think it's actually isn't it too, weren't it like the Duffer Brothers or something like that uh, affiliated before they did Stranger Things. I never watched the show, but I read the series, and so Blake Crouch does these kind of like heady idea books. You know, it's like he's got this really co- big concept. The book, the book he made last year, wrote, wrote last year was called Dark Matter. And he wrote a book this year called Recursion, mm-hmm. where it's like all about fake memories and things like that. And I like his stuff. It's like, you know, is it, isn't it cl- kind of Twin Peaks-ish? Kind of. I mean, it, it kind of was trying to go for that vibe, but then it's it's sci- it's it's sci- it's sci-fi. Not, not to give too much away. Okay. No, that that, but, that yeah. sounds like it might be a vibe. I was just thinking while you were yeah. talking that my issue. Well, first of all, I just don't have a lot of time. But when I I I find myself more drawn to nonfiction as an adult for some reason. And I think it's because when I was a kid, most I almost entirely just read science fiction. I never, and not even fantasy. It was only just, I didn't read Lord of the Rings when I was a kid. It was just science fiction. And as an adult, I, I mean, I can still do that if they're sort of adult themed. Like I, I just remembered a book I read called All Our Wrong Todays, which was very good. Yeah. Uh, um, have you read that? Johnny? Actually, I, I was the one that recommended that to to uh, to Jared. Okay, maybe you recommended it on this show or something, and I picked, and that's why yeah. I picked it up. Maybe I, so yeah. I, I that's the kind of thing I'll read. But I I feel like maybe I'm deficient that I don't want to read pretty you know standard you know real life based in reality kind of of novels. Like is that is that bad of me as an adult human to not want to read about you know the family? Well, the problem in is the real world is so fantasy right now. Well, that, yeah. You almost have to read nonfiction like history books just to have something that's normal. I'm super into like high concept, you know, science fiction, fantasy type books that take place in the real world. It's like people, real people trying to deal with like ridiculous situations okay. like like that. Like there's a book I just read called The Chain which is about these people kidnap children and then the ransom is you have to kidnap another person's child. And as soon as that person pays the ransom and that person kidnaps another person, then your child is released. So you got to keep the chain going. Wow. And that, that seemed like an interesting concept as a father, you know, it's like how much that would freak me out. And so that, that's the kind of stuff I like to read. Okay. I mean, I, and I, and I, and if I, I'm going to read something nonfiction, it's like, it has to be something that's really, um, you know, fact. You know, here's some interesting, cool stuff you may not have known about, like the Bill Bryson books and things like that. Okay. You want like a mental floss article on, in a book? Exactly, I, Bill Bryson stuff. He has a really one of my favorite books of all time is by him called uh, "A Brief History of Nearly Everything," and that book is very much like about not only what do we, why do we, what do we know, but why do we know the things we know? How do we figure out right the size of the Earth and stuff like I, that? Okay. Are you figuring out yet, Jason, that I'm the anchor that holds down the pub trivia night? Uh, apparently, uh, I guess. I, I, I wanted to throw a couple things in here. One is. Um, a book called Punch Escrow that I read maybe a year ago, year and a half ago. It's about teleportation, so it's sci-fi. Okay, I like that. It's it it kind of it really does hit hard on the science part, which is beyond me. But the guy who wrote the book, Tal Klein, like did the work to talk to physicists to figure this out. So it's it's a very interesting book about you know. Are you talking like Martian level word of detail? No, uh, 
Yeah, maybe, but but I appreciated that. But obviously, Mar- the Martian is based in like science we know, whereas this is very yeah. conceptual science. So, the the concept of the without giving too much away, the the concept of the book, the 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 problem in the book. What am I looking for? The conflict is that the science is imperfect, right? Like it, it does a certain thing that is a and causes a lot of sort of a knock on effect. Once people figure out what it's all about, I, I it, so anyway, it's that I recommend. That. I don't want to give too much away because you have to know the pre, you have to read it to get the premise, and I don't want to spoil it. That, but if we're talking nonfiction, I don't know how you guys feel about crime. I'm not into like true crime prank, crime podcast that much. I'm not that. I kind of got into it lately. Okay, well maybe we'll talk about that in a second. But I re- I read I on my Kindle I grabbed a book called The Mastermind, which is. A book about it's it's nonfiction. It's about a guy who he was from like South Africa or Zimbabwe or something, a white guy, and he sort of started all of those crazy online pharmacies that were uh. bit really big, and he made a shit ton of money. But mm. what he did then was like, I want to be an international criminal. Like, I want to be the the mastermind. I want to be basically a Bond villain. And so the guy had like hit squads, and he was based in the Philippines, and he was running white lions. He tried to basically like take over the government of I can't remember which country. It was it's insane. Like all of this the details in is absolutely insane. And then he turns state he turns a, a as a he turns to be an informant for the U.S. government, and basically just gets like. Uh, not a slap on the wrist, but he kind of gets like kid glove treat. It's it's a nut. It's a nut story. You should read it. It's called the Master. Yeah, I've 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 kind of gotten more the darker turn of true crime. Like I got into when that Golden State Killer stuff happened. I uh, I had, uh, you know I actually I just I actually started re- looking into it beforehand before he got caught. And um, but the, I read uh, Patton Oswalt's uh, late wife's book. Um, He'll, you'll be gone in the dark, or I'll be gone. I'll be gone in the dark. I believe that's the name of it. So I had read that, and that was written before, obviously, the guy was caught. But I got a super deep dive on that. I listened to four different podcasts that went about it. I went to the forums that actually kind of <laughs> helped, like like the the investigation oh, and stuff. Yeah. Like reading into old forums and stuff nuts. like that. I've I've heard some podcasts that are about like tracking down family members of kids and like like. The people that go sleuthing on Facebook groups and stuff, you're not that guy, are Dude, you? These are, these are real life, honest, like to God, people that are doing this. Like they'll take cold cases that 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 police departments aren't doing anymore and they'll pick them up and basically crowdsource the work. Right. And that's they crazy. pick it, which is kind of dangerous at the same time, too, because you go down a wrong turn, all of a sudden you're getting people's family or people involved in things that have nothing to do with. But there's legit like examples of where people have actually criminals have been caught as a result of these crowdsourced citizen detective people, you know. And it, but it's weird. Like I couldn't do it myself, but it, but it's it, it, but it's fascinating to me to read about for some reason. I think reason. I think we had maybe we talked about this at some point, but I think the Golden State Kill. I think I heard a podcast maybe about him specifically and some online sleuthing and connecting the dots and, and uh, family trees and stuff like that. I mean, I, I have no details in my brain right now, but it, it sounds... Yeah, they ended familiar. up having some of the DNA uh, samples from the rape kits back in the 70s, and um, they, uh, they've they had a little bit left, and the, the basically the DNA had uh, research have gotten obviously way better in the last 30 years. And they were able to actually harvest some additional, like, good samples of the genetic code of the killer, and they plugged it into uh, genetic tree websites okay. to get people. And they, they're literally finding second cousins of who this person potentially was, yeah. and then they have to reverse engineer, like, who 
is the first people that are possibly in. Sorry, they would go third, fourth, fifth cousins even. And uh, then they have to try to figure out who's in the right age range, get, was living here in this time. And so they start whittling it down until yeah. they thought it might be this guy. But he was like six or seven years older than they thought the perpetrator was going to be. And so they kind of discounted him. But then they followed him and got like samples off something from his trash or they followed him out like in front of a they went to the diner where he ate and afterwards investigators took the silverware and stuff like that and, and sampled it and ended up finding their guy like thirty years later. But but he had he wasn't the one that was doing that went on twenty three and me. He he wasn't the guy. It was just because people in his No, family- no, it was actual Paul Holes is the actual investigator who ended up uh, tracking him down and doing that that it, that was done by a police officer. No, but I mean like he the, the guy that they caught, that the guy that is the Golden State killer, he wasn't the one that was Yeah, sorry, the- he wasn't one of his relatives put their information right, in. So they right, they had right. a partial match to a third or fourth cousin which was something for them to go on. Right. Then they have to look and see who that guy is related to this far out. They know it's within this range of genetics, like this distance, because they can tell it's the the, the, the genetic code is deteriorated or that variant Mm -hmm. by this degree, but it's close enough they know that it's related to them. So they just start reverse engineering all the possibility people that that person is related to until they try to find a suspect list okay th- this is That's way too much science i think we've we've, we've, we've hit our our threshold on science. i i do think it's interesting though and i don't know if you guys have done 23 and me or any of the, the the any of the dna ancestry dna whatever i i i'm not normally one of those people who freaks out about privacy although i maybe i should a little bit more but that one's weird to me because you basically <laughs> seed all of your the most personal data you have to those companies when you do those those uh, those kids. I guess it doesn't bother me. I guess I'm one of those people, kind of like with the Patriot Act back in the day. Like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not. I'm not worried about anything. But I probably should be. I, I've read enough science fiction that I probably should not trust my government as much yeah. as I do, or yeah. the establishment as much as I do. But yeah. for some reason, it just doesn't bother me. Well, yeah, I, I, it doesn't really bother me either. I feel like, yeah, like you said, I just feel like I'm not really doing anything illegal. I'm not doing anything wrong. But maybe um, one day I will. You no, know, it seems really naive, but well, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of into all this. I'm kind of into this network of information. I'm like kind of thinking. I think it's, I think ultimately it's a good thing. I'd be, I guess, I'm surprised that I'm the one with the the biggest libertarian tendencies on this podcast. That's very strange for me. I, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. You know, speaking of tracking down killers, do you know what show I'm watching right now? And I know I'm late to it, but I'm really into it. I'm in the middle of it right now. Uh, Mind Hunter. No, no, not that one. Okay, Killing Eve. You know, oh, yeah. here's my How problem. What what is that? What platform? I mean, what what channel is that on? It's like uh, technically it's BBC America, but Hulu has the streaming. Hulu has it. Okay, I have yeah. a Hulu. I have a a Hulu account. I I was telling my wife for a long time I wanted to read uh, to wanted to watch that show, and I I for whatever reason we didn't have access at the time that I was trying to watch it. So now, I, okay, I'm gonna have to go and do that. All right, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. So far. You watched it, Johnny? Uh, no, I haven't watched it, but I heard I, I just I, I heard so many wonderful things about it, you know. But I haven't seen it. Is there, is yeah. there are there sci-fi elements to that show or no? No, not okay. at all. It's um, it's straight up like suspense thriller. It's secret agent. They're right. basically Sandra O oh is a seek. Uh, is works for MI five and then ends up working for MI six, tracking down this female assassin that's on a spree. Okay, and it's really psychological drama, cat and mouse kind of stuff. Okay. I, we talked about again. We, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm covering ground that listeners have already heard us talk about, but we talked about Counterpart on this show, right? I don't think we have. No? I, don't know, I don't think I know that. Okay, Counterpart. I think it was Showtime. I think I or Cinemax or something like that. And I, for a little while, I had a. But my wife was really into the the Outlander series. Super into that, mm-hmm. and it's okay. I mean, there's enough mystical stuff and history in it that I got sort of sucked into the into outlander but because we were we 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 
had a subscription so she could watch Outlander or we could watch it together. I also found this show called Counterpart, which has um, who's the who's the guy that used to be on Law and Order? It was in the the drummer. Uh, the drumming movie. Who am I thinking of? The older J. guy. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons is the star yeah, this of this This is why show. Johnny's so good. I would have gotten there eventually, but thank you, Johnny Puddins. You're uh, J.K. Simmons is the star of the show in which the, the premise is that in the 80s, when before the wall came down in Berlin and there was like stuff going on, weird Cold War technology stuff going on, uh, scientists somehow accidentally created a, a, a parallel universe, exactly a, a, an exact copy of ours. And so he opens up this portal ah, underneath. This is, this is coming to me. This is coming to me. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. So he opens up this portal underneath this building in Berlin, and now there are two worlds. And eventually what happens is they decide to cross over into each other's world just to see, you know, just experience because they're curious. And then a change happens, and then things diverge. So now you're you fast forward to, like, modern day after the 80s, and this happens. And there are there's like an espionage battle going on between the two worlds and they trade information. Oh, we have a cure for AIDS and you have you have uh, renewable energy and stuff like it's that. It's kind of like fringe a bit. Yeah, maybe. I think my wife actually mentioned fringe because I never watched that and she did. But it, it, it's it's got sci fi, but also very, very like hard on sort of the Cold War espionage elements, which really is like my wheelhouse so i liked it it was there were moments where i like this is falling apart a little bit but i thought it was pretty good it's worth a shot it's worth a watch if you have access to it but don't go searching for it i have a recommendation um i don't know if you guys uh watch the boys on amazon people have been telling me to watch that maybe i've heard about Uh, this what is this this is the one where you know if it it pitches this kind of fantasy world with superheroes and it, it's based on a graphic novel uh-huh. and are they the celebrities premises that yeah they're celebrities but they're also like psychopaths and all the superheroes are part of this corporation so it's all about like the corporate corporatization and monetization it, of it's heroes like, the way it would really be if there was super, real life superheroes you would try to make money off of these people and uh-huh. try to monetize it and so and, so we're taking we're taking the watchmen and like 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 uh, you know putting some steroids into the mix and just like exploding right. that yeah but With i would TMZ. say that the watchmen those characters and at least in the the, the characters that we follow in the watchmen not the past characters but in watchmen they're kind of like misfits and outsiders i see i see and you know they're not they're not well regarded in this world. They're like heroes, and ah, everybody loves they're more them. like influencers. Yeah, and everyone grows up like loving them, and like, oh my god, you were my hero growing up, and that's really how it is in in this version of it. I and will check that out. That's Amazon, you said. Okay, it's Amazon. Okay. It's terrific. I really okay. liked it. It's it's shockingly violent, and it oh. really goes there. Um, something happens. I don't want to give too much away, but something happens in the first episode that is shockingly, upsettingly violent. And it's it's great, and it's it's right up my alley. And I love <laughs> and that. Great, you know. And yeah. while we're speaking of influencers, can I drop a some, some knowledge on what uh, my new venture is that I wanted to plug on this show? You have a new venture, yeah. Oh, that's yes. why you wanted to do this. You wanted to get together. So, but we'll pull back the curtain. We hadn't. Well, done I, a- I'm going to be incredibly uh, petty and uh, and uh, pandering here. Okay. Uh, so uh, and you're going to make fun of me, and it's okay. I'm uh-huh. ready for it. No, I, why? I love you. Why would I do that? I love you too, but I will make fun of you in a second. <laughs> okay. I, I, right. So, I, I, my wife and I are launching a website. Ooh. Uh-huh. Technically, it's live right now. Swingers, and, man, um, swingers has been September, done. People are swinging what, all over the place. You're going to do another swingers website? Why would you do that? <laughs> well, I'm just not enough for her. <laughs> so, we're basically, 
We Johnny knows this. Johnny's been to my house many, many times. My wife and I Swing love it. to throw parties. Damn it! You see, you set me up for that one. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> he's the he's the swinger that we bring into the house. Um, no, we right. my wife and I we love to host parties. We love to do uh, things. We'll do like wine tasting trips, take friends and stuff like that. And we just got to a point where it's like, you know, what? we feel like maybe we should like uh, document this and have a site about all the things we that we do, um, and just kind of share like our our uh, couple to it. It's something she's been wanting to do for a while, and okay. I go listen. I'll I'll help you because I've. There was a time in my life where I enjoyed writing. You know, I used to have my own website. And mm. Johnny, you wrote for it a bit too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, for my the, old uh, site, Wing Gorilla. Johnny wrote some gorilla, pieces yeah. for me on there. God damn it, that uh, is a flashback. I can't. I, that's wow. Yeah, yeah. Going really, and then yeah, and Hayden from Hollywood and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. So back in the day when I actually thought I could be a, uh, I could be a bit of a, a writer. I used no, to do dude, a bit of it, on. and you so were, I said, fun. listen, I'll you do it with funny. you. So you we have a site, and the the, the name is what you're going to kill me for. Okay. Uh, it's called funcouplesguide.com. And uh, so basically it's, it's kind of like if, if you took like some of the aspects of, uh, of what people like for mommy blogs, stuff like that, but there's a guy's influence on it. So it's kind of a mix of those kind of things. Like I have a three part series that I'm doing right now on wine tasting and pasta robles, where to go, where to stay, where to eat, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, we have access as you know, my wife works in the wine industry. Okay. Um, I work in the hotel industry. I made my, uh, all the way through college working in the restaurant industry so we're just trying to take what we know and have access to and kind of pivot that into a shared platform okay. so that's all i'm pretty much going to say about right now but please guys it'd be more all the help in the world to to me if you follow us on instagram fun couples guide um and then go to the website funcouplesguide.com please interact with us read tell your ladies if you're a guy you know if you're a lady tell your guy okay. you know but i think uh there's a lot of stuff on there that a lot of uh, couples would like and also some ideas for how you can do parties and that kind of stuff like i said john you've probably been to what like five six seven ten parties at my house where i always throw a great yeah, i always throw great parties thank you buddy okay uh, give me a second here because i because i want to i want to boost you up i want to i want to i want to push this i definitely do yeah <laughs> first of all i'm not gonna hate you i'm not gonna hate on you for the name because it, it's i'm coming to the i've come to the realization that trying to be clever defeats your it's a it actually hurts you more than it helps you a lot of times trying to be you know that finding names for things was my thing yeah yeah no and look clever names were great at one point in the internet's evolution it's not true anymore you need to be kind of on on the nose you need to just especially and you got to be consistent across platforms yes, you know it's right, got to yeah. be able to stand out and make sense right away i mean it, it's fun it was google was cool in its time because it was a right place but it's hard to sell something if you don't know what it is, is it because the market's so saturated. Okay. I will say, I want to give you some feedback. You ready? I want to give you some feedback. Well, don't worry about the header image. I that's all the branding stuff. We're not launching for another two days, so okay. there's all a right. few just holding images there. Then just I so you know, then I won't say anything. I'll keep it to myself. No worries. Yeah, the header, header image, and the font, right? Well, the font I don't have a problem with. I, I would say that you probably need to whatever you have this attached to when when you post, it puts up your avatar and meg's meg doesn't have one so i don't know if she's gonna fix that or not yeah, and i gotta change mine because mine yeah. it, it currently lives uh, it's still connected to by default the discus right right uh, and that back in when i did going gorilla that was the image so i gotta change right. that there's a couple tweaks we got two more days before we're going live with it so by the time this podcast comes out 
it'll be good to go. That, that is the uh, that is the iconic Jay Rodius image for soccer people, though. Like people who follow is, us. But I don't think it's right for our feel no. on there. If anyone that follows no. me on Twitter knows what that image is, and uh, I love it. It's my I'm never changing it on Twitter or anything like that. But I probably need a slightly different one for what I'm doing okay. on, over I, there. But I love you. I hope this is a thing. I really hope this works. It's, I it's I will great. say I will say since we're here, and I'm you know Johnny, you can. Chime in on whatever you want here. I'm not. This isn't just about me and Jared, but but I do want to ask you, Jared, because whenever we do something like this, whenever you announce on Twitter that we're going to get ready to do a slop culture, or I mention something, or for a little while I was doing sort of throwback podcast episodes on on the slop culture feed, and I stopped doing that because I got lazy. People always say, "Bring it, bring back best soccer show." Like, bring back the best soccer show, and a lot of people will say, "I'll pay for it." And I know your, I know your hesitations in those areas. And obviously, you're doing this with with your wife, and that's great. And I definitely would never want to step on your family time. And I know you got two boys, and you're coaching, and you're doing all. That. But I'm curious, okay? Just satisfy my curiosity because I miss you, and I miss that show, and I'm wondering what. What the what would the the measure be like? Would it be like a thousand people say they would pay five bucks a month? Would it be, uh, would it be like five hundred retweets? Would it that would that would get me enough to probably do one show a week? But here's the problem: the problem is me doing the show. I can do the show. No, no, that's don't not say the it. Problem. Don't don't say it. Don't say. It. I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say you what? don't follow soccer anymore. But that's shit. That's the problem. No, no, but that's I, the investment, the time investment no. to know my shit. But you, okay. First of all, you know enough. Okay, you I do. can break down a game, any game. You put me in front of a game, I, I can break down any game out there. We've but the problem is, I don't know enough about the trends and players and stuff like that. <sighs> Whatever. I watch one soccer game a week. It's the Galaxy game every week. That's the only game I watch unless the U.S. is on. No, and even I, then, I know. honestly, I know. this is a shadow of myself. Every once in a while, I miss it. But but that's the thing. Like we, if we, and I, and I'm I'm assuming the people who listened to the best soccer show who listen to sop culture are going to follow me on this and if i'm wrong they can they can hit me up and let me know but i don't think those people are looking for breakdown in-depth analysis there are other pro there are other shows right now out there now that do that better and i look that's not my wheelhouse either i always leaned on you for that but that was not the thing that made us what the best soccer show was and those people mm. looking for something from the best soccer show they're not looking for oh yeah i don't know why montreal played a 4-3-3 in the 63rd minute when they're down a goal like that doesn't that's not what they're looking for they're looking for us they're looking for the if, chemistry if we got to the point where there was a thousand people at five dollars a month mm -hmm. and you and i were splitting that I would be able to do a show a week, and I'd be feel okay, okay with the time commitment from my family. I have no idea if that that is possible. No, that's just a number you threw out, and yeah. that's a number that makes me feel comfortable. I'd have to talk to my wife about it, make sure she's cool with it. But I'm pretty sure she'd be kicking the butt to go make that money because <laughs> uh, she wants to. She already wants to trade her car in for a different one. Put that back so, into the website. Like then you go and you get that you pay the big money for the good logo and that kind of thing. Oh, and by the way, I, I'd like to throw this out there too. I am going to check all of my scruples at the, at the, at the door. I will be a corporate. I mean, I will be a, a, a whore for this. So anyone out there, if you've got a, a, a soccer podcast or any podcast and you'd like me to come on it in exchange for me to be able to plug my new site, I'm there. You tell me when, you tell me what time. I will make it happen. I will appear on every one of your podcasts, yeah. no matter how small it is, <laughs> in return for a, uh, a plug. I will do. I see, I'll see what I can do in, in spreading the word on this and getting some people to bring you on. And I'm not just not just soccer people, because you, you, obviously this is bigger than that and, and beyond that. But obviously, oh, whatever it, it crosses over with with a lot of what soccer people are interested in. And I, like, I mean, there's a picture on there just the other night. My uh, Johnny and I went and saw Weird Al Weird Al Yankovic about two weeks ago. I don't know why we didn't lead with that, by the way. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool. My wife and I rode lime scooters for the first time. Do you have limes out where you are, Jason? 
Yes, we we have like five different in DC and the DC yeah. Metro. So we did it for the first time, and my wife was all proud of herself. So she was fucking posting pictures on there. And my actually my other buddy pulled his calf riding a lime scooter. So that's that was oh, that's a statement on how old we are. But it just all sorts of little things. Some of it can be decor. It can be like our style, what we like for decor parties, all that kind of stuff. Please, that's it. That's all I'm going to say about okay. it. But please support if you support me, support this, please. And um, like I said. Hit me up. You want me to go on your show? I'll give you a half hour of my time uh, in exchange for a plug on your show. Okay. I, the first time I ever read, rode one of those scooters was like three months ago when I was in Portland, and, I, and my wife had already flown out, and I was drinking at a, at a soccer pub, and I was buzzed up, and I should not have ridden that scooter. So let's just say I'll just put that out there. Um, the other thing is I'm definitely going to use your, re, your website as a resource because I'm, buying, I'm trying to buy a house. I'm trying to find a house. That's what's happening mm. right now for me. Nice, dude. Uh, yeah, well, not in. I mean, I'm sure it's the same as out the, out there, but it's just the prices, the the amount of space you get, the 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 age of the house. Here's something I I I don't know if this is a California thing. You guys can tell me. I uh, so because of the price range we're looking and because of the area we're looking, there's not going to be new construction. There's not going to be anything that was built after 1970. It just doesn't exist yeah. for us. We walk into these houses that have had one owner for 50 years. Why on earth did people put pink toilets in their bathrooms? Why was that a thing? Did, is that a thing in California? I'll say this. Johnny has one of the, has a fantastically remodeled bathroom in a very old home. I'll let you weigh in on that, Johnny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a thing. Like that's my my friends live in Glendale and their house has a pink bathroom. And for some reason, that was the thing. And I, I don't know why, because it's not even like, I mean, even if you're going to take it from like the era, you'd think, well, this must be the wife's bathroom. But it was, it's the, it's the common bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and right, it exactly. Make sense. <laughs> People make really sense. stupid decisions with their house, especially when they have it for that long, because you're thinking you're never moving out of here, so I'm going to do anything I want to this. You're not even thinking about the future and what it's going to be worth later on. So I think that's why they did that kind of stuff. I guess, man, it's wild. I mean, obviously, tastes change, and I'm sure in 50 years, if people see the, you know, the the sort of stone that we use now and the shower styles and everything else, they'll be like, "Oh, this is hideous and boring, and we need color or something." But I don't know. It's it's crazy. Yeah, Megan and I really like the mid-century modern look, so we kind of embrace some of that stuff a bit. Um, obviously, a lot there's a lot of green too in California. I don't know if you know this, Johnny. There's a lot of green yeah. in bathrooms and kitchens as well at that time yeah. frame. My house, 1948. What's yours, Johnny? Uh, I believe it's 37, 32, I think. Yeah, so we're both in pretty old neighborhoods in California. Obviously, Virginia has way older neighborhoods than we have in California. But um, but those are pretty, it's pretty common to find something in that range. And I personally enjoy having an older, older home more. It's built better. you know. But well, there's more maintenance to do just because it's older. But I right. find that the bigger problems seem to be less. I, well, what I, do, percentage, I think a lot of your house is added on, though, isn't it, Jared? Like a large um, only, the, only the back bedroom and bathroom. Just that back part. Everything else is uh, original, the uh, floor plan. Hmm. I, I so that's that I, I'm actually with you on that. I mean, obviously, I haven't bought a house yet, but I do know that that new construction sometimes we're not talking about the sturdiest materials and that, corners, man. Yeah, so that's that's the thing, and and so we're we actually are looking at a house that was built in the fifties. It's all brick, it you know that kind of thing. So I think hopefully, you did it right back then, man. I yeah. mean, there's you got to be careful. There's like the asbestos scare, and like the plumbing oh. could be the wrong kind of of, yeah. of metal. But that's yeah. what you have to. That's the trade off for a house Lead that's paint. built well yeah. back then. You know. I, I can I can say though, Jared, I, I think that I would rather go with a newer home because it's going to be much more you know efficient. Uh, you know, efficient now, that's my problem, Johnny. Is that you? You look at the same three houses down. Your exact house is there. Yeah, that's what but I don't I, like about it. Well, yeah, but but the thing is also I. 
in my old house because I had uh, my original house that I had back in Monrovia was was even older than this one, and I couldn't. I had to keep. I I, I had to keep the air conditioning on all day because it never held any Johnny air. Johnny had a bear in his yard. There, he had a bear. I had bears all over that place. There was there was one time we stepped out onto the front porch in the middle in the morning, and there was a bear going right down Mountain Avenue. He's in a legit city, but he was in a, a city on the foothills. <laughs> Those are yeah. great. We don't get that. We, we get we'll we'll occasionally get you know like coyotes have made their way out here. If you're in the western suburbs, you might get a coyote. We don't have a lot. We have deer just everywhere. Deer are everywhere. You can't get away from deer. That's that's pretty much all. Pretty much all we got. But I know like yeah, my my parents are from Colorado, so it's literally like. Oh, your backyard's in the middle of a subdivision, and also there's a bear, and also there's a cougar, and also there's a, you know, whatever. See, that stuff's so foreign to me, living in the suburbs of Southern California. That's so weird to me. That's yeah. Happens. You should have a disc golf course in your backyard. Hmm. Disc golf. That's the way to go. Yeah. All right, Johnny, Circle. Johnny prepared a game for us. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go game time. All right. Let's see. So, let's see. I, I'm not sure the best way to do this. Um, the problem is most of the games I have are things you kind of have to look at. Like I'll give you a list of things and you can look at it. So this is something I, I, I made last night. So this, I don't know what to call this, but I think it's called Could I Have? Okay. So it's called Could I Have Done Any of the Following Things on the Same Day? Okay, yo, I think you got the gist. So what I'll do is I'll... One more time, Johnny. I'm sorry. I was reading It's say, Could I Have Done Any of the Following Things on the Same Day? Oh, so it's basically like, okay, so like if like watch the World Trade Center fall and something else, if it was all happened on 9-11-2001 kind of thing. Excellent. Good. Yes. Okay. okay. But this is more like, you know, could I, well, you'll get the hang of it. So okay. I'll go, I'll start with Jason. Uh -huh. um, so you'll, you'll yell, either say yes or no. So could I have gone to the theaters to watch Pulp Fiction and then watched a brand new episode of Friends on NBC? I'm going to say no. Okay, the answer is yes, you actually could have, because Friends began running in September 1994, and Pulp Fiction came out in theaters like one month later, so okay. you could have done that. I had I had Pulp Fiction in 92 in my head for some reason, but yeah, that makes sense. Okay, Jared, ready? Yep. Okay, could, you, could I have watched a brand new episode of Chappelle's show, and then texted my friend about it using my iPhone? Ooh, so the question is, is was there iPhones when Sir Chappelle show was Thanks out? For, you're breaking that's... it down too far. We know that's the premise. Okay, never mind, Jared. Go ahead. I'm giving myself a second to think, dude. <laughs> you, you do live radio four hours a day. You never heard of, of, of stalling? I'm, I'm not used to not talking, so I'm having a problem right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to say, um, man, I think I remember watching episodes of Chappelle show on my iPod video. So I'm going <laughs> to say yes. No, the answer is no. So Chappelle's Ooh. show ended in 2006, but the iPhone wasn't released ah. until 2007. Man, that is wild yeah. that that was Chappelle ended in 2006. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that was because he was like he he had that big huge contract from Comedy Central, and he like panicked and left like the country. Yeah. He left the left the continent. Right. He went to like Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Yeah. And yeah, now he's say, back. Okay. Now he's back telling jokes about trans people. Apparently. So I don't. Never, the, oh different God. conversation for a different day. Go ahead. I haven't seen it, but like. I have a heart. I hate being the comedy police. If I laugh, I laugh. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know how tough. you do. I know. Libertarian tendencies on this program. Go ahead. Okay. Number one. N next one. Uh, so we're now we're, we're at zero, zero. Okay. Watch Shaquille O'Neal play basketball game for the Lakers. Ooh, the and then, Lakers. but I have then listened to the album OK Computer by Radiohead. Ooh. Um, this is me, right? Right. Yes, I've done that God. on the same day, Jason. Yes. Man, look, my basketball knowledge runs very shallow. Um, as to when Shaquille O'Neal played for the the Lakers, I'm not Johnny, sure. Johnny, let me guess at that year to help him. And you okay. can just tell me if I'm right or wrong. 
I think that year would be 2003. Short for what? For Shaquille O'Neal's uh, last game with the Lakers. You're 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 in the you're in the ballpark. Yes. Okay. Okay, okay computer. I'll say yes. Tentatively say yes. I'm not sure. That's correct. Okay. Yes. So Shaq played for the Lakers from 96 to 2004, and OK Computer came out in 1997. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Oh, so that's a big gap right there. That, that, that wasn't like a, big, a close yeah. one. You had a pretty big, yeah, you had a pretty big one there. Okay. So here, Jared, there's a similar one. So I could I have watched Jay Leno host The Tonight Show while eating a bowl of Mr. T cereal? Okay, so that's at the front end. I thought on the back end that was going to be weird because he left and came back. But okay, so on the front end then. He never came back. Remember, he never came back on the show. He had his own show. Right, they gave him a separate show. Before, they, yeah, Conan. So they they screwed kind of Conan kind of by, by undermining him with Jay's show ahead of him. Yes, go ahead. Right, I looked that one up too. I was making sure, yeah. Okay, uh, so the question is on the front end, though. So I think Johnny Carson retired around 89, 88. Okay. And I would say Mr. T was serial. I'm going to say yes to that. That's correct, yes. Actually, Jay Leno hosted The Tonight Show from 92 until 2009. And Mr. T serial. Yes, so he started in 92. And Mr. T actually serial was sold until 1993. What? Wow. Wow. Yeah. What? Wow. That's uh, that's mind-boggling to me. I mean, I would think that that kind of serial would have like a one-year window in like 86, 87, and that's it. Yeah. Well, it was introduced in night. It was it was out for ten years, so it was introduced in like eighty three. It was wow. like because it was like it was like the cartoon version of Mister T. Sure, but so yeah. so okay. Well, I'm not gonna. Maybe this is like I don't remember. A team was probably what eighty. 83 to 86, 83 to 87, something like that. Does it that was sound not, right? It wasn't on that long, no. Yeah, yet. it was only a couple of seasons. So he, he but but Mr. T's popularity. But he also had WWF. Right, he that's, had that's what I'm saying. Rocky 3. Yeah, Rocky 3 was the the really the jump off point for, for Mr. T. Clubber Lang. Okay. okay. So speaking of, uh, actually, that leads to another question. Here we go, Jason. So could I have gone to Disneyland to ride Star Tours and then watch the brand new episode of The A Team? Okay, okay, so so you're gonna have to help me out because I'm not a California. He's not California based. So no, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm maybe, not California. Maybe we give that one to Jared. How about Jared? You take okay, that one. Jared, go ahead. Okay, Star Tours. I'm thinking that was, and you said watch an episode of the A Team, right? Yeah, you could. Could I then gone home and watch? I'm, a I'm gonna start from the back end and think. A Team probably ran till roughly 87, 88, somewhere in that range. So, and I'm thinking Star Tours. Captain EO was out right around that time, and I think Star Tours was a few years after Captain EO. So I'm going to say no. No, the answer is yes. Star Tours actually opened in January of 87, and the 18 was taken off the air that March. Wow. Dude, I was pretty yeah. good on my 87 call on 18. That was though. good, though. That was You're right on the nose. I actually thought Star Tours was earlier than that, but it was 87. I think I always think Captain EO, because Captain EO came out, like, what, a year or two before that? And that was kind of that relaunch of, of Tomorrowland and Disneyland. Yep. You know, and now I, they're going to redo it again. They're going to they're going to apparently going to spend like six hundred and fifty million dollars to redo the whole thing. I saw whatever kept whatever whatever we got in the rest of the country with Captain. I saw something. I don't. Maybe I, maybe it was a Disney World experience. Was, was it that thing a Moonwalker? Was it Moonwalker? No, the video where he no, like no, turns no. into a car. No, no, no. This was a hundred. I have this very vague but definitely specific memory about Captain EO. I just don't know how I saw it or where I saw it or why it happened. But I never, I never went to California. I never went to. You Disneyland. ever invited to the Neverland, Neverland Ranch as a child? I, you know, I'm talking about that with my therapist. So let's not get into that tonight. <laughs> okay, so how about this one, Jason? So could you, could I have watched an episode of Stranger Things? With Muhammad Ali. Ooh. Yes. 
Uh, no, Stranger yeah. Things actually premiered in July of uh, July of 2016, but Muhammad Ali died in June, so you, he just one month. It. Puttins, you gave me one month. Okay, <laughs> I see how this game works. Wow. Okay, Jared, back to you. So, could I go to the theaters to see a few good men, and then got home to send an email from my AOL account? Oh man, wait. Oh, it, okay, so, wait. So the. <sighs> AOL, you can still get emails, I think, to AOL accounts. So it must be a when, front end when question. When did it begin? What? When did AOL begin? Could I have gone to the okay, theater? So front end question. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so it's a front end question. Um, let's see. My brother could like quote so much of A Few Good Men, my, one of my dad's favorite movies. So it's Demi Moore before Striptease, before Jane, uh, G.I. Jane. It's, yeah. it's Tom Cruise. It's, it's Tom Cruise. Before Minority Report, before Mission Impossible, after Top Gun, I'm going to say that puts it at around 91, 92. I'm going to say 92, 93. And I'm going to say no. That's correct, actually. Yes. So you're actually right on the nose. Uh, a Few Good Men came out in 1992. AOL wasn't made wasn't made available until 93 the next year. Yeah, because I was using snail mail, like all sorts of, because I was one of those really dorky bbs kids that was using early versions of email and i remember in 92 93 i was getting my first email addresses and it was through some really really weird kind of uh courier email services because aol wasn't doing their thing yet i'm pretty sure aol was my first email address but i don't really remember and i don't remember my you know how people remember first of all i moved around a lot so it explains it a little bit but i don't remember teachers names and i don't remember i really don't remember my email addresses prior to like going sort of semi semi professional in, well, in my adult years. What's funny is like early email addresses. My email address would be hosted by a BBS. So there was things called FidoNet and stuff like that, where you could get email. So all these different bulletin boards would move your email to the bulletin board that you were local to, and you would pick up your email at a lo- in a local uh, electronic box at these bulletin boards. And it wouldn't it wasn't like it found you to your personal computer. You checked into a bulletin board, and then you would That's your stuff wild. would be sitting there. Yeah. And it was like kind of couriered yeah. across the country through a bunch of different bulletin boards. That's it was weird. interesting. That's weird. Well, there was I remember you had to pay for it. Like AOL was like it was part of your your subscription to AOL, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that was, but back in the day, the first of generations of email, it was like it would be my oh, name I at see. the name so, of the BBS well, I was look, at. The whole so did you actually get? Did you open up a browser and see your email and like? I mean, what did it look like for that What's stuff? No, you logged into a ASCII. I don't know if you know what ASCII is. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a it's a text imaging like kind of so. You would log into a bulletin board, and then you would have a a email address that was attached to that bulletin board, and your emails would come into this inbox. But it was not like a a uh, a clickable screen or anything. That it was all text based. Yeah. I think I had something wow. like that. You had inner commands, almost like yeah, like yeah, you had inner commands. To, I think I had something like that. AOL was weird, and 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 obviously, honestly, this is impossible to explain to somebody too young to know about AOL. The whole like front end user experience of AOL is so foreign to how we use the internet now. But it was so innovative then. Well it was it was immersive and it was it was that you could kick on a button and hit chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where America went wrong. Yeah, yeah. There were chat rooms and all kind I mean, you know, I was the beginning of the end. I was using stuff I was doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing as a as a young teenage boy. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting with the, the, five the, the, minutes. The current current generation doesn't know what ASL stands for. I was I was I was waiting five minutes for a booby pick. I mean, come on. What was that yeah, about? Dude, one line at a time. Well, that was like you, Jared, we always talked about that song by um 
by Arcade Fire, we used to wait. It was like that whole idea of like, you know, the kids today, they, they don't, I mean, the kids today, they don't want to wait for anything. And even email is dying. I mean, yeah. no one uses email anymore. And they want instantaneous, you know, Actually, you know response. what? This is kind of related to this. So I was having this thought today in the car because I knew we were going to be doing this show tonight. And I was thinking about the way that we set this up. Jared sent me a direct message on Twitter.com, right? That and, and and I was thinking, like, should I be offended that Jared didn't actually send me a text message, which it feels more intimate? I mean, he didn't call me. That that would never I mean, I guess that would never happen now. People calling each other. Oh, my God. And and I was like, should I be should I bring this up on the show? How he sent me a DM on Twitter rather than like, I, I don't know. I guess that here's the thing. Here's what's interesting about that. And now, you know, I have thought about this. I think it because it stems from the fact that our initial form of communication and knowing each other at all was via Twitter. You so and I me? think I still equate my communication with you if I need to get a hold of you as Twitter bakes. We didn't oh, always have each other's phone numbers. I think I think it. Maybe that's true, but there's. I know I could text you if I wanted to. There's been plenty of times when you like we have a text going. Like you could text me anytime. You called me randomly. It happens. Like that's our relationship is like that. Like a normal friend relationship. And that's what I'm saying. Like because our relation. I mean, look, I have a special folder because we have that relationship. I feel like if you didn't know somebody and and you were like and obviously you know whatever your DMs have to be open or you have to follow each other. But if you didn't know somebody really, but you were professionally acquainted or whatever, to send a DM makes sense like hey you want to come on my show or do you want to do this podcast or can i send you an email but if it's like somebody you know in real life to to choose twitter i'm not, I'm not hating on you jared i really don't care oh it's okay i totally understand yeah but that to me like that but that's within these very narrow like narrow lanes of communication now when we're talking about something that is totally passe with with email like oh my god people email each other or again you like, know what also it is you know every once in a while you know how sometimes i'll be listening to your show and i'll have a take on it and i'll send you something yeah like in the middle of your show yeah I, I literally, because I'm so like used to back and forth when we had shows together, I think I shouldn't send it to your phone because I don't want it to beep. Knowing you're a professional and there's yeah, no way you have no. your phone on. Yeah, I don't ever do that. No. But I just, that's the way I think because you, we've both been caught before with our phone on and it's beeping like during the show. Well, do you guys feel like, and we get back to the game in a second, but do you guys feel like calling somebody, especially because it's cell phone and not like their home phone where you leave a message anymore, do you feel like it's intrusive? Like, oh my God, I don't want to bother this person. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And like, I only really call somebody if I really had to talk to them. And most of the time I call someone because it's like, this is going to be too difficult to explain in text. Right. I have something I have to, yeah. kind of, there's some nuance to the thing I have to say to you right now. That's the only time I would ever call anyone. It's weird. It's a weird world we live in. We're all removed well, from like, each other. Like, at work, I prefer phone calls at work to email. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm that guy at work that definitely calls. Yeah, but I, because I'm, I'm so paranoid that an email doesn't get read the right way. And at work, that can lead to a lot more work for everyone. I'll say this, though. I think that, like, when it comes to to phone calls, you're essentially telling the person, look, we're having this conversation on my terms, right? If you're sending someone a text, you're, you're saying this is on your terms. Like, right. I'm saying yeah. it's yeah. almost kinder to send a text because you're saying, like, you can read this on your at your leisure, you know, and, and you can get back to me when you yeah, can't. Go but part. That's why call, I like, yeah, the, phone, that's calls, like you, phone calls. Yeah. So I, I'll sometimes call my students because, like, I need to talk to you right now. And this is, you know, what's going on here is really important. Yeah. Well, 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 so, but, but that, and we also, but we also live in this I mean, world now where 
I send a text message, and if I don't get a response, I get annoyed, even though I know that's ridiculous, and they don't have to respond, and it is sort of like an email now, where you wouldn't expect it, an immediate response on an email. You would expect that to be in a couple hours, or maybe even a right. day yeah. in some cases, but for whatever reason, you send a text, and you're like, text me back, text me back, text me back, and that's bullshit. Like That's, that's not how people think about communication anymore. But I, I know exactly how you feel. I mean, I definitely want people to get right back to me. It's like I'm texting you. Come on. Or or chat or chats, right? And I I'm even I've even experienced this. Have you guys experienced? Are you guys iPhone, Android? Who? What are you? iPhone. I'm, a, I'm an iPhone. You're TV. both iPhone guys. Okay, so maybe you can speak this for me. I'm an Android guy. I mostly it's just a price point thing. I've never found myself like, oh, I want to pay the extra for the iPhone. But I have friends, soccer friends, people I've done, I, I've had projects with and business with who are iPhone only. And I get shamed about being Android. I get shamed about the text being green. Like, oh my God, the text is, the, the, the thread is green because Jason's on Android. Like, that's a <laughs> real, I read this story. I read this story about a kid, a guy, oh, it was actually, I think it was a tweet. A guy said he was at like some event for his kid, middle school or something. And he talked to a family, a, a kid that's like a family friend. And he, and he, the kid said, I had to switch to iPhone. And he said, why? And he said, because they were making fun of me because of my text, because the text was green because I was on Android. So I had to change my phone because they wouldn't respond to me. I couldn't get projects done at school because my text was green. This is the modern day equivalent of how I got made fun of because I would wear my backpack with two straps instead of one in middle school. <laughs> that was well, definitely I mean, a choice. That that's was justified. What are you doing? <laughs> I remember getting no, actually this is legit true. I remember in fifth grade getting a makeover from a cooler friend of mine on the walk to school. Oh yeah. No, it, like yeah, he literally because yeah. I was always like however my parents did it, that's how I went to school. And uh, wow, that kind of sound like Obama. However, I did it, or Yogi Bear. I'm a, um, <laughs> so I'm on the way to school, and this uh, cooler friend of mine named Kyle, and uh, of course his name's Kyle. All Kyle's. Kyle is so cool. Oh, Kyle, I know. Cool. God, that Kyle. Kyle's got um, Kyle's got, he, got got blonde hair. He has to sweep out of his eyes all the time. He did actually. That is Kyle. Yeah, that's Kyle. Um, he had the skater cut. I wish I could have had in the in the '90s or '80s. Um, so he, uh, I remember on the way to school, he untucked my shirt because I, I was a shirt tucked in guy. He pushed down my socks because my socks were pulled straight up as far as they would go. Uh -huh. yeah. And he told me to wear my backpack with one strap. Yeah. Wow. And that changed my coolness factor at changed school for the everything. rest of my life. And now yeah, Kyle, Kyle saved your life there because everything he said right there is absolutely true. I, I, I suppose. I mean, I think yeah. the trends were, sim were similar. I'm a little bit younger than you, Jared, although... Yeah, not so much that I can't call myself old at this point because it's happening. It's by the way, I'm like a month away, like a month. Yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, like five weeks away from from forty. It's happening. I, I've been yeah. seeing your gym pics. I see how much gray is in your beard. <laughs> the gray, the gray has never. It's been there for a while, but maybe it's more intense. I don't notice it. I really don't even think about it. It's weird. I have like blind, like I'm not colorblind, but I have blinders on when I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh yeah, I look pretty good. I don't. It's not like I think like, oh, you look good. It's just I don't see myself as old as I am. Maybe it's a weird thing. It's a very weird thing. I, I remember, you know, it's funny. I remember my dad being probably around fifty-two to fifty-five, somewhere in that range, and the, the age where I'm in my twenties and we can have like good, honest conversations, you know. And I remember him telling me one time. He goes, he goes, it's weird. And I look in the mirror. And he goes. I feel like I am 16 still. Yeah. And I look in yeah. the mirror and yeah. I don't know who this person is. Yeah. 
There's something like I mean, that's a real talk from my pops. Yeah, I've noticed a lot. This I've noticed how much older everyone I know is because I've known I've known so many people for so many years, like like Jared, and I've known. I mean, not not you in particular, but just people that I've known for a long time. Even like you know my parents' friends, I've finally realized how old they are now, and like I've known them when I knew them when they were much younger, and now I'm noticing in other people how old they are, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that I I mean I, I'm assuming I look the same. Mm-hmm. No, and I've told you this. I've noticed how young people are too. Like I, I, I talked to Jason about this before, Johnny. I don't know what your take is on this because I know your wife's going to listen, so you may want to be careful on this one. Sure. I have a, I, I have a need to watch age-appropriate porn. <laughs> that, mm. I, are you, are you with me on this, Jason? I, I trend in that direction <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because look, I, I feel, but hold on, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to ask you a question. Is that huh. because you feel weird or because you are legitimately more attracted sometimes to women both. in your Definitely age group? Both, and I think even more on the second one. Yeah, that's I am me. far that's more me. attracted to a, a woman of my own age. So, like, I'll watch a uh, like the the letters M I L F means something to me. You and know it's why? A little bit different. It's more like uh, like, uh, like a a peer that I would. Do you, do you know, you know why? Do you know why that's the truth? Do you know why that's a fact? Because why? because young people are dumb. Because they're dumb. <laughs> And because you and so you know, knowing what you know now, I mean, when you were 22, whatever, you were dumb, too. But knowing what you know now, you see them and go, God, you're dumb. You don't know anything yet. And it's hard to relate to that. Yeah. I need a woman that's been around the block. Yeah, there you go. Like, so, yeah, I met my wife when I was 28, uh, 26. Like, we were no, like, there ain't nothing that we hadn't done with someone else first. (laughs) All right, let's come back to the game. Sure. One more question. So, Jason, this is for the tie. Jared's up two to one, so this is for the tie. Are you ready? Yeah, pressure. Let's go. All right, right, last one. Could I have gone to the theaters to see The Goonies and then gone home to read the novel It by Stephen King? Man, um, could I have gone to the the theater to see The Goonies? I'm I'm having trouble placing it. It's like a vague mid-80s, 87, 88. Maybe I'm too late. Huh? I can't. I, you're not coming through on the oh. microphone. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say yes. Sure. I'm gonna say yes. Oh, the answer is no. No, the wow. Goonies was. The the year? Yeah, go ahead. I think Goonies was eighty-four. I was surprised by this. It's actually eighty-five. It came out the same summer as like uh, Back to the Future. Oh, I remember okay. eighty-five is the greatest year of any pop culture right. ever, and that's one of the reasons why. Yeah, and oh. then it it actually didn't come out until 1986. I was kind of surprised at how late that movie that book had come out. Yeah, that movie, that, that's where I was thrown off. I think because I think yeah. I thought that it was before that, but I I never read Stephen King, so I I don't have a gu- uh, like uh-oh. I don't have much of a guide on that. Like I know generally speaking, that like um um what was the one with the the guy with the pacemaker that exploded? What was that one? Well, he, wrote, he wrote under Bachman for that one. I can't remember what it was, but like I have a general idea on some of those because of the movies that came out. After them, like so, running. Right. Man, I feel like, the same way when I read like classic science fiction stuff like that. Like I have no idea what what order Ray Bradbury or yeah, Isaac Asimov, right. like yeah, any right. time that these guys' books came out, or even sure. like Orson Scott Card. I've read a ton of it. I have no idea concept of which books came first and or anything like that. I, I think I do yeah. only because I did some nerd research after the fact, especially in the internet age. But other than that, no. Like, like yeah, I mean, I 
I know Asimov was writing in the 60s and the 70s. I know that Bradbury was written the same, roughly in the same period. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke. More 50s, yeah, 60s yeah. for Bradbury, yeah. Okay, so 50s for Bradbury, yeah. A little bit yeah. earlier for that for him. Um, but but yeah, it's some of the Orson Sarkar was mainly in the eighties. Like I think most of his his stuff came out in the eighties. I think I think yeah. I think Ender's Game is like eighty three or something, like eighty two, eighty three. Like it's early enough. Or there's a novella that became a, a book, and that like it throws you off because you didn't read it until you were twelve or thirteen. And uh, I actually didn't read it till I was like nineteen. Tw- okay. no, I was probably twenty one, twenty two. Wow. When I read it, okay, I was already teaching when I read it. Wow, because I, I don't, I'd always heard about you're, it. And you're, you're, you're the hipster, dude. That's Jason, well, I, I didn't. That's like I wasn't really into science fiction and fantasy when I was younger. I really wasn't into it. It's something I got into much later. Mm. My uh, so I I don't know where my kid's gonna trend. He's not the biggest reader. He's not voracious like me. Like I literally, and that's partly because of screens and what's available it to him now. Kills me that my kid isn't. I know, and I I was the kid under the covers with the flashlight, right? Like that we all had that story. Uh, but I did be- partly because hey, you you can't be on your Kindle or you can't be on your your. Your laptop right now, you need to do something else. He picked up, and I don't have a lot of stuff really in his wheelhouse. He picked up Ready Player One and read through it. And I still can't believe that. He doesn't, he didn't get any, like, he knows some of the stuff, like anything that's Mario based or video game based from the NES era, he'll know that stuff because he's super into it. And it's like a retro thing among kids now. But obviously, there's a lot that he doesn't know. There's just stuff that he does over his head. But I, I was fascinated that he read the whole thing. It was amazing. Yeah, my son read that book too, and he is not a big reader either. He really liked Ready Player One a lot. Yeah. And he tried reading Armada, and he just could not get into it. So I actually had to start punishing my kid, and I made him read and took away a bunch of stuff. And I literally brought out my tub of 56 Hardy, original Hardy Boys books. Oh, I put my it under God. his bed. Wow. And I, to- I basically told him, but the other day I was mad at him. I put him in his room. I said, pick one. And I said, you're, yeah. you're going to read this book for the next 40 minutes, and then you're going to tell me what happened. And he's actually almost well, done with that book right now. And uh, Can I say something? Book- so so obviously, if you get them started and they really like it and they stick with it, that that's, that's enough. The ends justify the means. But I'm going to ask the English teacher how yeah. he feels about making reading a punishment because I worry I know. about that. I know. It's terrible. I mean, that's the thing in, in my household. It's just my, my son has like, I think he has attention issues anyway. And I think it's hard for him to focus and concentrate on something for too long anyway. But we, I get so angry at him when I'm sitting next to him while he's reading and I'm reading and he just cannot <laughs> sit still and just read. It's like there's not enough give and take for him, I think. We're, we were different than our parents and they are different than us, the, our kids. But it's I just feel true. like I almost, if I don't require it, he literally will be unread yeah, as an adult I and i don't know if yeah. i can live with myself and i've done a good job parenting or maybe i'm stuck behind the times right that's the, pr- Does that's he the need to be read i don't know that's the or is the is, is reading things the way or absorbing information the way do they do now as good but i don't feel that so because it's it, so much of the information now is through entertainment driven rather than information driven yeah hmm. yeah i mean i i, I don't want to make him read i want him to read because he wants to occasionally he will it's just it's sporadic and if you give him any chance at all to be playing a video game he'll be playing a video game and i think a lot of the time you just have to put the right book in the right in the kid's hand you know the right kid's hand but sometimes it's just a you have that kind of a personality where you like to read and i think that that's that's sometimes not taught sometimes you just have to have that that way about you i guess he's 11 he'll be 12 in may so i'm thinking ender's game is probably going to enter the picture like i may give that to him i think that'll catch him because it certainly did me and i and i think it's because the the characters are all of that age or younger in fact in the book 
I think it'll be a I think it'll be a good way for him to to get into that. I I the rest the only thing the only other things I have on my shelf now are like hitchhikers books, and I'm not sure that that's. I mean, I think just this in terms of the culture element might be too tough for like him. Books of, of pictures of hitchhikers you've killed? No, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. You asshat. Okay. So yeah, that one. I don't know just if you guys are alive. That just. <laughs> I have a crawl space. I'm gonna buy a house with a crawl space. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh, I have one. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. Uh, we're like an hour plus in. Are, is there anything else? Any other business that you want to get to? I don't think I'm, so. I'm good if Johnny's good, man. And okay. like I said, thanks for everyone. Let me share my uh, my little thing. So I thank you for that. I don't want. Yeah, to, I'm, already, I don't want I'm to already on the on the uh, what do you call it the. Uh, I'm part, your, list, uh, um, list. Yeah. part of your list. I'm part of your the email list. All right, be ready because you might get a couple notifications that are not. Sorry, you might get a couple notifications that aren't real because as I make changes to things, I think it's sending out some stuff. So because you're two days early, you might get a couple of emails that you're not ready for. But after that, you're good to go, baby. Okay, so well, this one I already know how to how to make a pizza on a grill. I'm very excited. And yeah. you may have to do a you may have to do a guest piece for me on how to do a pub quiz. Oh yeah, I I can do that. Am I, what guest piece am I going to do? Are you going to invite me over? What's what's going to happen here? I, I think you could do one on. Let's see. The best thing you could do is probably, honestly, the, the, the straight up, Jason, <laughs> the story of how how losing your job and turning that into a a okay. career of something that you're passionate about is an inspiring story. I, I don't think that that fits into the funcouplesguide.com spirit. No, okay? but I, I you know I've always wanted you to tell that in a. In a, in, in a, you've shared portions of that on select shows and stuff like that. We've talked about stuff like that, but I've always thought that there. I wish there was a place for you to tell that story in the te- detail that I know it. Okay. Now, yeah, we could. We, well, you're. See, I need you because you're going to help me remember things I forget. And if I'm talking, yeah. like, like if I'm just talking through it, I will say that for, for because you've for, had people tell me true or false. You've had people come up to you and say, "How did you get doing this?" Right? Sure. Yeah. Of, of course. Yeah. And you're yeah. watching people do it around you right now differently. I know it's pissing you off. <laughs> you think so? Now, yes, but- I know so. Even though you're in a great place and you're doing good stuff, yeah, I know the work that went into it, how long it took. And I know that <laughs> our show, if it had lasted a year and a half more, there were a bunch more financial options that were available to it that mm-hmm. were not ready and we were too early. Yeah. yeah. That would have – things would have turned out differently for no, both look, your shows. Here, you know, I'll Granted, be- you've pivoted well, but sure. we missed by about 18 months – of what would have made us financially viable? Well, maybe. I, I, I look. I think that some of that's happenstance. Some of that's who you know. Some of it's luck. Some of it's talent, right? And and more than anything else, it's not. Look, I'm so blessed and so lucky to be able to do what I do. And I, I, I don't ever like. I don't ever look a gift horse in the mouth. I go, oh my god, this is great that I get to do this. Of course, you always want more, especially if you're a creative person. You're always trying to find new, new avenues, new ways, like whatever it is. And of course, I want to help. You know, I want to be able to buy the house of my wife's dreams and my dreams, and I want to have kids, and I want more kids, and put my kid through college that I have now. Like all those things are, are real, right? So there's money issues because I'm not independently wealthy. So of course that's part of it. But the other thing is, I just want to do a show with my boy. Like I want, I miss us, and that's that's real. That's true. That's and I and it's part of it is I miss us, and part of it is the world didn't get. I mean, people who know know. But the world didn't get as much Jared Dubois as they should have gotten, and that's 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 what it is for me. And that's why uh, I push you. When you only have four inches to give, you can't do too Man, much. Don't lie. Don't don't even lie. I I I think that that's why I push you on maybe bringing the show back. And look, I might try to. Well, you're already pieces. pushing me. Your 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 tweets blowing up right now. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a small thing. We're having fun with it. We're having fun I with know, it. I, 
Can I just step into something like, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I've never, I, I don't think I ever listened to your show. I've listened to the clips that you guys have posted on Slop Culture of the old show. Yeah. But I think there is something between the two of you guys. You guys do have a give and take that is natural and fun to listen to. And I think that that is something even like, as Jason was saying, even if Jared, you don't have all the knowledge to, to stay up, to up, stay up on, on, on current trends in, in soccer, but I still think you guys have a rapport that works well. Yeah. I think, look, I mean, you, you could look at it as, Oh, is the best soccer show 2019 version going to give you the in-depth analysis that it once did. Maybe not, but I, I don't think that that's what, people who want us to come back are looking for honestly i think that's i think it's i think it's more about about the the dynamic that we have the fun that we have the the energy we bring and the the different the different perspective on soccer and and you know maybe maybe it's me throwing stuff at you that you don't know anything about but you just respond in the moment like that's to me that's I, i'll so tell fun. you this i like the idea of a patreon level that unlocks a one game a month pre post and halftime oh show for God. only people at a certain patreon level that's a bonus show that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, anyway, yeah. just throwing stuff out there. I don't know. Okay, no, no. We're, we're, it's, it's this. This is not a, this podcast is not giant. I wish it. You know, I wish it was bigger. But I know people came to us for for soccer, so not everybody followed us over. Hopefully, you know, we get some more people listen to this. Hopefully, people will jump on funcouplesguide.com. They should. They should support their boy. They should support Jared right. Dubois. Um, I don't know. I think how much free content I've given you over the years, people pay I, it back. I don't know about the the pub team and how they can support the pub team, but Puddin's is here too, and I do appreciate him coming by. <laughs> it's all look seriously, Johnny. It's good to have you here, and and I love oh. the games. It's good stuff. Thanks for having me, buddy. It's okay. good talking to you guys. Yeah, so, support your local English teacher. That's how you get to That's support right. Johnny. Yes, uh, support, support. Stop advocate. emailing them about your high-maintenance children. Just smack them. <laughs> uh, yeah, advocate your local politicians to pay teachers more. Let's just do this. We'll turn it into that, into that discussion on this show. All right. Um, so I, we've been a little while, but you know we're back here. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. That always helps spread the word. Tell your friends about funcouplesguide.com. Tell, if you want... Honestly, look, and I'm going to do the work and Jared is is a, you know, he he'll come along if I pull him. If you want the best soccer show to come back, if you're a soccer fan and you want that show to come back, let us know somehow and and we'll try to cobble together how much interest this is, there is and we'll really we'll push it. We'll see what happens. I think that's the best we can do right now, right? I'm I'm okay with that. And also like you said, Fun Couples Guide uh, on Instagram too. That's one of the big ways you can help us is uh, grow the following on there. So thank you. You'll be a few extra pictures of your boy here and there. A little back behind the scenes on what the the life is like with the wife. If you ever wondered who the hell would marry this man, you can find out there. There you go. All right, Puddins, Brodius, thank hey. you gentlemen. Thank you very much. Love you Puddins. Love you too, buddy. I'll see you guys soon. All right. Bye Puddins. Bye, bye. Jay. Bye Jay Rodius. Thank you very much, man. Good to talk to you as always. Yeah. No, no.